Welcome to Circumpolar People History 111. We are going to be talking about Arctic hysteria, but it is referred to as Poblocto by the Inuit. Um, this is a dissociative episode that has four different phases. In phase one, it's known as Patrome. In this phase, it lasts about an hour or sometimes days. Um, the person affected has long periods of social withdrawal and irritability. In phase two, it is considered the excitement phase, and this one only lasts 30 minutes. It includes a variation of interesting actions, um, which goes from tearing off clothes, shouting, throwing things, and having no reaction to the extreme cold temperatures outside. And then in phase three, it's different convulsions, like seizures, and sometimes a coma, which is caused by the excitement phase. And this one lasts 12 hours. Um, and then the final phase is recovery. And in this phase, some people report permanent amnesia, but that is the only thing in that phase, amnesia. Yep. And I think an important thing to kind of remember is, I don't mean to cut you off or anything yeah, like that, right. but uh, important thing to remember is that it is very different yeah. on every single right. case that people, if mm-hmm. it, like every single event is very different for every single person, you know right. what I mean? Like there's not a single... Because obviously they assign four phases, just like right. in a, a lot of medicine and stuff like that. They just yeah. assign. But some come before the others. Yeah, it's very. Yep, it's very very uh, variational. It's very different from case to case. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will be talking about the history of Poblacto. Um, there is no time frame on when Poblacto first came about, but the first written reports began to appear around 1892. When Adam, when Admiral Robert Perry completed his first successful expedition across Greenland, um, it was not until one year later in 1893 when Josephine Perry, who was the wife of Admiral uh, Robert Perry and was part of his Greenland expedition, published her first book, titled My Arctic Journal. In her book, she retold the story of an incident she witnessed in McCormick Bay, Greenland. This would mark the first time. Poblocto was mentioned by a major author, and it was the first time uh, Poblocto was described. At the time, there was debate over whether or not uh, Poblocto was a term coined by early Europeans to explain the resistance shown to them by Inuits who refused to be sexually assaulted or beaten. It was also said that Poblocto doesn't only affect the Inuit. Um, Sailors uh, anchored in the Arctic for too long in the early uh, 19th century began to show signs and eventually succumbed to Bilbao. Um 17 years later, in 1910, Admiral Robert Perry published his book titled The North Pole, which described his journey through the Arctic, including witnessing Bilbao firsthand. Admiral Perry states that he didn't know for he didn't know for a child to experience it, but it occurred at least once a day among the adults. Another major account of art of Poblacto, sorry, um, was in 1913 when the Crocker Land Expedition went seeking to find any evidence of Crocker Land, which was mentioned by Adam O'Perry in his book as a land off of the coast of Ellesmere Island, which is the northernmost uh, island in Canada. 
when on their journey, members of the expedition also witnessed Arctic hysteria. But it was Baxter McMillan who took the first ever photos of an Inuit woman going through Poblacto. Uh, Daxter had previously accompanied Admiral Robert Perry on his expedition to the North Pole before he suffered frozen heels and had to turn back. That same year, A.A. Bro published for the first time in psychiatric literature an account of Arctic hysteria. Even though there aren't a lot of witness accounts, uh, it is still believed to affect certain polar to this day, certain polar people to this day. I think something really interesting there that is worth looking at or discussing even further is the commonness of the events and stuff like that. Like, especially because it's so variational and so different on every case. Obviously, some people go through it a lot worse, can suffer comas of over 12 hours and stuff like that. Right. And other people might go through it in a very quick, short time period yes. Time period of, I mean, it, they say they, like obviously you mentioned, they witness it. Almost every time. Almost every, gone, yeah, every single yeah. day. It's like that's that's a very like, that's a very obviously prominent yeah. thing yes. for these people, and obviously it's something that they have to deal with very commonly. Yeah, that's true. Which is something that I'm kind of kind of mentioned when I'm talking about the different causes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, especially because even though it has been witnessed for so long, there are no official causes that are listed for Poblacto. Uh, it is a very Mysterious, and there's a lot that's unknown about it, even though it has been witnessed for so long. Dating back, I believe, Evan said, to the, the 19th century, even 18th century. Uh, many believe it is linked to the lack of sunlight, extreme cold, and the desolate state of most villages in the far north because that isolation phase that I know Evan mentioned at the beginning uh, is a major um, part of the... Uh, disorder and event itself so the isolation of the cultural group is what leads to the event in a lot of cases and I feel like we can kind of imagine that feeling a sense of uh, wanting to like explode kind of I feel like that's something that could be like associated with it and maybe like a lot of us could possibly even feel that from uh, I know we all went through quarantine obviously and something like the isolation that we kind of felt there could almost be compared to something that they might be going through in their cultural group being so isolate and desolate from the rest of the world. And it's not necessarily something that's bad, but it's definitely something that does affect them. And I think that's important to note. Uh, Another thing that I found that was very common in the causes is the possible link to a vitamin A toxicity and intoxication from vitamin A. Uh, Circumpolar people, especially like the Inuit in North America, which experience obviously Palacto very commonly, consume a high amount of food that is very rich in vitamin A. So vitamin A can become become toxic if consumed in large amounts, which vitamin A is very common in the livers, kidneys, and fat of Arctic fish and other mammals, which is a very uh, key level of protein, uh, very key to their diet, is consuming seals, which they eat the livers and kidneys of, fish, which they eat the entire fish, obviously, except the bones, that would be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, another thing is that vitamin A can even be fatal if consumed in extreme amounts, but uh, the intoxication is very common, and they even, it's been reported in men, women, dogs, and children of the Inuit before. So I feel like this is something that, like, 
is definitely a possible explanation to the cause of Arctic hysteria, uh, uh, It is well known that uh, vitamin A toxicity and intoxication often lead to uh, mental status changes that are very dramatic, which I feel like obviously fits into that narrative of it fitting into Poblacto. Uh, and it is very easy to see that possible connection between Poblacto and vitamin A to- intoxication, which I find interesting because it's not common to see it explained in... What? Or like, like this is a newer kind of mm. explanation for the uh, Poblacto itself. Uh, and vitamin A intoxication has also led to seizures and even blurred vision, which is interesting to me because I feel like that's obviously what you see in Poblacto, but it hasn't been described before recently. Um, And I just kind of wanted to mention the uh, Inuit, what they believe the causes to be and stuff like that, because I feel like that's important to recognize as well. Uh, The Inuit uh, believe that it is caused by evil spirits uh, possessing members of their society and their culture. And that it is very important to leave those members be and let the Poblacto run its course. Otherwise, it could become dangerous to interfere in, uh, with the individual that is going through Poblacto because those individuals are possessed and messing with that event is dangerous to the individual. Mm-hmm. So, if you want So, I kind of wanted to bounce back whenever you're talking about, like, them not really knowing many causes other than the fact that it's really cold. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of early authors, whenever they were trying to figure out the whole cause of it, um, they claimed that other forms of mental disorders were rare in that culture. But now current psychiatric nosology, which is the branch of medical science, like dealing classification of diseases, um, can be found among the Inuit. Um, And pretty much... All the behavior accredited to Arctic hysteria or people talk um, have emerged from the shamanic practices, which is relating to the spirits and psychosis of it. Um, and it would occur during the periods of personal and social stress. Um, key symptoms of this are auditory and visual hallucinations, delusions, disorganized movement, and negative emotion changes. Um, so a lot of Western cultures believe that the most common explanations to this are the stress and psychological malades um, of it, but still can't figure anything out. Yeah. I think that's just like a very important thing is that it's for some, like, because I feel like it's something that we've all discussed is that it has been extensively looked at, even though there's hardly any explanation in any of our situations, the history, the different phases, the effects of it, and even the causes. There's so little known Mm -hmm. that it's very interesting that so much research has gone into it, yet so little results have come out of it. Right. So I think that kind of wraps up everyone's presentations here of what they, we have discussed through Pulak Doc. I know Evan started us off by looking at the different phases that people go through, that the Inuit and uh, individuals that go through Poblacto experience. Uh, and then Evan went into history about it. Uh, other Evan. <laughs> uh, the history of the event and how it was discovered and has been researched upon going forward. I developed, delved into the causes and how little is really known about how the where Poblacto comes from. And 
just how little is known in general. And then Autumn kind of went into the effects that people suffer from today with Poblocto and how mysterious, once again, the illness is. And I think it's just really important in general to kind of close a knot here mm-hmm. that it is a something it's very real and it might seem like something that's not like it's hard to imagine in our culture but like i feel like we can all relate to that kind of isolation that they might feel from that kind of covid quarantine that we went through and i agree it's and even from there a lot of people have been diagnosed with ptsd because of the covid isolation yes exactly so it's a very serious issue but nothing's been done about it because we don't know anything about it yes unfortunately yeah yeah so thank you guys for listening and we hope you enjoyed it